Hey there, thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. If you love this podcast, please consider joining our Patreon. Your donation helps support our show, and in return, we give you four bonus episodes every month. If you can't support the show financially, then we urge you to harass your friends and share the show with them. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It actually really helps us. Without further ado, on to the show. Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Mellon. I'm Sloan Steele. And today we are joined by one of the most special guests that we have ever had on our podcast, and that's including Ryan Philippi. Luke Harlan, who I think that Luke, you should de- you should describe what you do because I don't want to mess it up. Well, I'm I'm already so honored to have made it above Ryan Philippi. So, um, I mean, thank you so much, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Oh We're my so god, great to have you. No, we've been. This is really exciting for us. Luke works works on the Gilded Age. If you guys are listening, so here's the thing: we have like two we have two camps that listen to our podcast. We have the OGs who have been listening to us from the get-go. And then we have the new people that have come in in the last, like, six months that are just, like, big Gilded Age heads. Yeah, yeah. Big Gilded Age. We love we had a, Gilded Age heads. We had a big yeah. influx of Gilded Age people that had never heard our podcast. So if you guys are listening <laughs> from the from the beginning, buckle up. It's going to be a time. Yeah, Luke, how did you, first of all, how did you find us? Did someone say there's two crazy people talking about your show? You know, I have this weird memory of it being Morgan Spector. Because it better I, have been. I think, I think that he, did he post something about you at some point? Or like, oh, yeah, I think I like tagged him in ago. something. I tagged yeah, him in yeah, something yeah. like a long time ago. Yeah, I did. And when he posted it, I saw the name like Mummy Dearest and I thought, well, that's funny, and so, and I'm interested, but I didn't go any farther. And then, Got it. and then I think I was just no, I think I was just like interested in hearing what people were thinking about the new season because you yeah, know, like, out and I'm like, I want to know what people think. And I came, and so I was like, oh, I remember that Morgan posted this thing. Let me go check it out. And uh, wow. then I was absolutely hooked. Oh my god, that oh, is that. just what exactly what I wanted to hear. So thank you. <laughs> what is like. So obviously you knew what happened all season. You mm-hmm. wrote it. So like, you know what happened. What was it like listening to two morons <laughs> discuss <laughs> what they thought was going to happen when you already knew what was going to happen? <laughs> well, I'll start by saying I didn't I didn't write anything. Oh, I, I, worked, okay. I worked directly with Julian and Sonia, who are the writers, in terms of like storytelling, story structure, story creation. Um, character uh, uh, arcs, all that kind of stuff. Basically, that's like my dream if, you, if you know the term dramaturgy, that's a mm-hmm. that's a lot of what I do, and it's like it kind of it kind of runs the gamut. But the main theme of my work is storytelling, and and kind of making sure that um, all the crazy thousands millions of stories that we've got going on are kind of getting getting told 
in ways that are unfolding in a nice way. That sounds <laughs> wow. like a dream. That sounds like a yeah. dream job. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I, I love it. And I hope I can do it forever. Me too. Um, I want to watch this show. show forever. Yeah. I want, well, yeah, I'll watch anything you're, you're attached to. I am a lifelong fan now. For sure. Um, now that I know what you're capable of, I am a, I'm a lifelong fan. And mm-hmm. I just need you to know, and I say this, I've said this so many times, our listeners are like, Zach, if you say it one more time, we literally will block you from everything. But like, I am very like obsessed with Julian Fellows. Like, I am a super fan. I would literally watch, listen to, read anything that he does. Uh-huh. And I just need you to know that going into this podcast. Did you by chance see a film called The Chaperone? Yeah. I <laughs> was my first, that was my first introduction to working with Julian because I was I was assisting the director, Michael Engler, who now is is wow. on this show. And he, he's an old friend of mine. And um yeah, so anyway, that was my first interaction with with Julian. We got to know each other a little bit and I got to know his work more. Of course, I knew Downton Abbey, but and Gosford Park, but that was kind of my only intros my life i mean they're like literally like my keystones of my life all he talked like if you haven't listened to like older episodes of our show it's truly all zach talks about the biggest regret of zach's life is we had ryan Philippe on our show and ryan and and zach didn't because it was a surprise to zach that uh-huh. i did this and zach wasn't prepared and he as soon as ryan left zach was like I didn't talk about Gosford Park. Like you didn't tell, like I didn't get to talk to him about Gosford Park. Like, <laughs> like wasn't like, thanks for arranging that. Like that was so cool. Like was so mad. <laughs> He's I like, I'll never have a chance again. I watch Gosford Park like twice a year. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so It's so good. good. And all the Absolutely. stories about how I got made are so good. And, and like, I just, I just love all the like details of how that thing happened and almost didn't happen. It's great. It's just incredible. So what are, okay. So congratulations on season three. Thank you. I have do a job you, again. You have a job. Do you, are you able to tell us like, or do you even know like when you start doing anything? Oh, we've started girl. Uh, we're in it. And um, I can't tell you anything. Okay. But yeah, that's, that we have sense. started. Actually, we start. We started last year. You know, we always hoped there'd be a season three, and so yeah. the way that schedules like this go, you have to, you know, they're not going to green light something without a really good idea of what it's going to be. And mm-hmm. so we yeah. um, actually had this amazing experience of going out and staying at Julian's house <gasps> later. Zach, I'll tell you that. Oh, Zach is not okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, and we and we had an amazing time there, and kind of broke the third season, and 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 kind of figure out what we wanted to do. And I have then... a stomach, I have a stomach ache from you telling. Like, it okay, is wait, literally... I have to tell you a story though, because I was there at his house, and I must have eaten something the day before or the day I was going there. But like the first night I'm staying at this like in this mansion, right? I get violently ill, and <gasps> I am literally like like throwing up in the bathroom and my bathroom it's like a it's like a butterfly theme like everything oh in the God. bathroom is a butterfly and so it's like a butterfly toilet that i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> and so and then i had to i had i just i needed to you know i had nothing there i didn't bring anything with me so i was like i need some soup or something and and you know there's like the 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 housekeeper and other people who are there and i'm like talking to the staff about things that i need and they're like we don't have any soup sir <laughs> I can't believe Julian Fellows has no soup in his house. I no know. Broth? That's why I was like, where's the soup? 
You're like, wait a second, like you can't make me like a simple bouillon right now. (laughs) Get it together, Julian. They brought me toast and and scrambled eggs, which was very nice, but it didn't quite. It couldn't quite do what I needed. (laughs) I don't think I could have gotten down scrambled eggs after being violently ill. That's not it. (laughs) I. That's a really good story. <laughs> that really is. Where you're just like, I can't believe I'm puking my guts out, and I'm sure other things in Julian Fellows butterfly bathroom. Yeah, like, this exactly. is not real. Does he run his household. Does he run his household the way that he writes households to be run? In in many similar ways. Like we did actually have a time that we met in the drawing room for <gasps> for for cocktail or for. Uh, it was just wine. And then we would literally go through to the dining room. That was the thing. We went, we we now go through to the dining room, had a love you know, have lovely dinner, and then we would withdraw from the dining room back in the drawing room and have port or champagne or whatever was on offer that evening. We played giant Jenga. It was fantastic. Oh, Zach is like gonna single white female you and like I, wear your skin and assume like, your life I don't at this know point. What, Luke, you have to tell no me no idea. I will do anything. <laughs> anything to get half of that experience that is insane okay so what but anyway you... okay yeah so <laughs> you asked me a question earlier oh okay yeah never, i never got to it uh... <laughs> what do you what what do you do who are you well you well you, you asked about like that you know because i know everything that's going on in the show oh my god right i'm out. so sorry but the crazy thing about the show is we finished shooting season two literally over a year ago and and it only came out, you know, what this October or whatever. I, I mean, I, I almost have forgotten things that happened. It's, it's, it was, it was so long. You know, I mean, I worked through post production, so I watched the thing over and over and over again. But even by the time it comes out, it's like I have no idea what anyone's going to respond to, if anything. You know, is are, like it's, it's kind of this crazy moment. I, I work in the, I've been working in the theater my whole life, and so. You, your response is immediate in the theater and like you finish your opening night and everyone tells you what they liked or didn't, but, but it's all there. But here we, I mean, waiting for a year for anyone to see what we made was crazy. And so the best part of getting, getting to kind of listen to your podcast and talk to other people was just finally getting a emotional responses to the thing that we made a year ago. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And then like to remember, Oh, right. We, we had that idea and we did that thing for this reason, but I had completely forgotten because it had been so long. So it's that's that was the joy of it coming out. Wow, that is that's exciting. I'm assuming just from context clues that you guys will start filming in the spring. That's the hope. Oh, yeah, everything that I've learned working in TV is that everything uh, deadlines or dates are given and never, ever stood to <laughs> i'm just like really gonna be mad at the white lotus if it affects carrie's filming time yeah same i'm gonna get i'm gonna have to go to thailand or wherever they're filming and put my foot down because it's getting is it good or bad for like the gilded age that carrie would also be on another huge landmark hbo show like does that help each other oh i think it's only good yeah yeah I mean, okay carrie, carrie's so wonderful and I mean, I mean can we all Please just be Carrie Coon. Oh, please. I, mean, I would love to be Carrie Coon. Everything she's ever done. I'm like, I would kill for that. Yeah. Even in like, go- even in her smallest parts, like even in like something like Gone Girl, which is like a, t- like not a huge role, but I mean, it's a big role. She's his sister, but like, 
she's so good in every like it doesn't matter what she's doing i'm like in the leftovers she was so fucking good in the leftovers he loves her yeah they do oh yeah HBO is good to their people, right? Like, if you get in at HBO, they're like, "We're gonna put you in like whatever you want, baby." That's true. So and they, season well, and to be in White Lotus—that's literally my dream. Like, no, that's crazy. Can, can she take please, you? Like the way that you guys like are like, please hire us next year. That kind of yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. I I am the same way about White Lotus. I'm like, I will just, I will do anything. I, yeah. I, if, yeah. Pass out my, towels. My wife, just Mike White, just know that I would be there in a heartbeat. You don't even have to. Mike White, if you're listening, uh, I just went and saw your movie Migration with my child. We both really enjoyed it. Oh, it was yeah. really cute. It was, so it was like, cute. it was honestly such a good kids movie, but like, it was like a kids movie, but adults could enjoy it in a very genuine way. So, like, yeah, Mike oh, White, hire Luke. Doing. Yeah. They really, um, they really got something over there. On my Girl. way home, in my stress ridden ride home in traffic, I had a thought. Can we get Brendan Fraser on season three of Gilded Age? Oh, True. okay. Let me let me work that up the pipeline. Yeah. Okay, because okay. We, I don't know if you know this or not, but we champion we Sloan and I have ADHD, so we become obsessed with one thing for like months at a time. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. podcast began because of Brendan Fraser, and he won an Oscar. You, we became obsessed with Gilded Age, and now you're nominated for a SAG award. I'm not saying that there's a correlation here, but I'm just there obviously is. Maybe our two obsessions should come together. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me um let me take that. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking I'm gonna... maybe he's like from the West. Maybe he's from the <gasps> West. He's oh, that's cowboy. great, Zach. You like Real cowboy? Guy. He's a cowboy. Like, he's a but like a like a, a timber like or like a timber man. Timber like he's big great. in the logging industry. Yeah. Or he's okay. got some kind of gold oil. He okay. He's got. Big... What did go you say? Sorry. No, I was trying to remember who's that. Who's like the big. Logger cartoon guy, they, like, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's like, a, like Paul a Paul Bunyan. Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> when, like when rich did Paul, Paul Bunyan, Bunyan come about? That would be my, I, that would be my research question. When did Paul? I want to say 1800s, like early 1800s. I yeah. think we could tie this all together, but then that would interfere with season four, where we have Pedro Pascal in South America. He's a plantation owner. He's got some sugar plantation. And if it doesn't work out with the Duke, Gladys somehow goes down there. We get mm. that storyline. We've got ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. We'll all find got ideas. Yeah. We'll just I have Luke's number now. So I'm gonna be like at 2 a.m. Hey, I just thought of another thing. Yeah, yeah, no, come at me. Really though. <laughs> no, I'll be really like, excited to do we that. We need all the ideas. I was talk, I was like DMing Luke on Christmas Eve because I was at my aunt and uncle's house in Newmore and I was like, he's telling me all of these ideas. Do you want that? It was like all these crazy weird things that my my uncle apparently was delivering water to you to you guys. Like my oh, uncle owns wait, a what? water company. My uncle owns a water company in Newport. Oh. And he was like, Yeah, I delivered I delivered the water to the costume department like almost every day. And I was like, oh. That's so nice. For, thank you for not sneaking <laughs> in. We need water. That's such. It's that's wonderful. Tell them thank you. Tell them thank you from all of us at the Gilded Edge. I will. I'll. I'll write a little card up. Um, <laughs> we, we heard from Ashley that filming in the summertime is just like so brutal in those outfits. Obviously. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, I know you haven't. Well, you got to be on. You got to wear a little costume. You were on screen. I. Oh, you knew. Yeah, in season yeah. one, I have a little moment. I do when. It's in the lighting ceremony of the like uh, the uh, Thomas Edison. You did this, and I and I put on a, a walrus mat mustache, 
and a beautiful top hat and like the most beautiful tuxedo I've ever put on in my life. Probably the most expensive thing I will ever wear in my life. And it was made specifically for me because they're, they're so sweet. When I said that I was like really interested in being you know, just like a extra in the background at some point. Of course, the Patrick Wiley, who's the most amazing, he's the assistant cost or the co-costume designer with Kasha. He was like, We're gonna, we're gonna do it out for you. And it was so sweet. It was oh. the thing ever. And I had like a you know, I had a cane and I had this these cufflinks that were probably, you know, pure silver. It was wonderful. Oh yeah. Did you Where feel did like film? so gorgeous? Oh my god, I felt did so did that film in in New York? That was in Troy, New York. Do you know this place? It's where we shoot a lot. Where it's it's right across the Hudson from Albany. Oh. Um, and it's this old town. And my favorite thing about it is that it was a town that was pretty built. It, it basically, it's it's um, what it was made from is uh, shirt collars. That was kind of its big business. When mm-hmm. shirt collars were separate from shirts. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, and so they had this huge, um, you know, factories, warehouses, all the manufacturing of shirt collars. And then the moment that shirts started having shirt collars on them already they that was it for troy oh whoa we're <laughs> the shirt collar capital of the world and then suddenly they they it wasn't needed anymore and so oh. you know troy has a lot of other stuff going on but the the reason it works so well for us is because the 19th that late 19th century architecture that was there because that's when it was a big boom town um it hasn't been built over and and, and that's remodeled cool and everything so so we just fill the streets with dirt and bring all our horses and carriages and and extras and everything up there and you know take away a few power lines and then there's there's our exterior scenes it just that is so cool. cool it just looks so good and i'm glad that you just said that because when i look at it i'm like i get nervous that hbo is going to be like we're not paying for this anymore you guys like this is crazy but then i when you just say it like that i'm like okay that didn't sound that crazy it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so pretty crazy. That's why we were pushing so hard. We're like, everybody watch the show. They need to know that they, we yeah. need to give them the budget. It's People crazy. still DM us and they're like, I'm starting season one now because of you guys. Thank you. Yeah. I get at least, at least one or two messages a day. They're like, I can't believe you got me so hooked on the show and I'm going to have to wait for like so long for season three. I'm like, I, how do you think I feel? You think we'll how do you think we wait. all feel? Do you think yeah. we'll have to wait the same amount of time, or do you think it'll be a little more? Uh... Well, let's hope no one strikes again. Oh, or please! Oh, just, is that what? Really, let's just hope that people get paid what they uh, deserve. Yeah. yeah also, that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that like a big factor? Like, you guys couldn't really promote anything for a while, right? Well, the the actors could not, no, and nor the writers. But you know, we were supposed to premiere in April, I think, of this year, and then. Mm-hmm. For for multiple reasons that are not revealed to us from from the higher higher ups, it was it was being delayed. And I think actually, in hindsight, you look back and and see that it was now in the Sunday night slot in the fall, leading up to the holidays. That was the best time it could ever be in. It was the oh, yeah. best time. Yeah. I think that that was like the perfect time for it was that. So yeah. cozy. I was will a lot say, of grief leading to that because we were all like, "Oh my god, when are you going to put this on TV?" But uh, it ended up being. Exactly Perfect. what it should be. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do think maybe we could maybe deserve a Christmas episode next time. I love that, a Christmas special. 
Zach really thought he was getting. He was like very. I thought it very I certain. Thought we were going to get a surprise Christmas special. I was like, no, Julian Fellows always gives a Christmas special. He always gives a Christmas special. He's still holding out hope. I think. Hey, maybe there will. Who knows? Maybe and you know, my dream is a Christmas musical special. Because, <gasps> come on. I mean, you have That's, the I mean, you have the talent there. Oh yeah. You know what, when the show <laughs> when the show's like in its eleventh season and you have to like jump the shark, just like oh, yeah. musical episode. Yes. Oh. Um, do you ever think this is a big question I see among the boomers on Facebook? Um, <laughs> do you ever think that there will be a crossover between Downton Abbey and the Gilded Age? Well, never say never, but okay, it's not. It's not the first thing on my list. Yeah. Okay. Put it that way. I don't, okay. you know, you know, Julian's very good at at everything he does. And I would say the the like putting out there in the world that these two shows are related, whether or not he actually means it, is a really it's a really good thing to put out in the world. I think you know it and so I think he's doing Yeah, because he said that he's obviously doing it on purpose. It's like he's smart. Ooh, ooh, look at look at what we could do. And also because Downton Abbey. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah. He like ha- he like won't tell any. It's like they're like, will you do it again? And he's like, I don't know. They for sure. And I'm not going to even find out until I decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just It'll be a surprise things- even to me. Yeah. He's just going to put things in the world that make sure he's always working. <laughs> Is he very like calm in person? Is he just like a calm person? I like Julian a lot. He's I mean, he yes, calm and extremely funny. He's wow. he's always telling a joke, and um, you know he that. he doesn't come much to set, um, and but when he does, it's it's always a joy to have him around because he'll he just kind he just kind of sits and and, and like watches and loves it, but then he'll but then he'll tell a joke here and he'll walk in and and he'll you know, and he and he, and he he's just he's so knowledgeable about so many things that you can you can, you know, I've talked to him about theater in London or 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 other films or TV shows that he's watching. It's just it's always uh. He's very opinionated, which I which I enjoy, and I um, I just I, I I enjoy talking to him. Yeah. Is there like a surprising thing that he watches or enjoys that you were like, huh? I didn't think you would like, like that or enjoy that. that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like the Joe Rogan podcast is like always playing <laughs> in his house. He's like, I only want White Snake playing in the background when I get there. Could you imagine? I feel like I feel like um, I, I just remember we I did talk to him about White Lotus, and I think that he really did not like it wow that makes sense i feel like i got that yeah Yeah. like julian's stuff is like so like story it's just like you're watching and you're like engulfed in this story whereas like the like the white lotus you have to like watch and like you have to like solve a crime yeah yeah it's also so modern in a way that that his is not yeah (laughs) and and i think that that is you know that part of it too i also remember part of one of the ways that i was able to kind of get in there with Julian in the beginning was talking about Bridgerton because I think we both hated Bridgerton as much as join the club. So we had a great time hating it together. It was great. And you know what? Thank you. I'm so glad you just told me that because I sometimes get guilty because I'm like, how am I not liking this period show? Because it's fake. It's so bad. Okay. I'm sorry. I have well, to... part of my, you know, part of my thing and I'll hear, I'll tell you more about what I do, but like I run the research on the show and, and I'm, oh, wow. I steep, uh, you know, I make sure that what we're doing, and I mean, a lot of us do, but it's part of a big part of my job is making sure that everything that we're putting up there is historically accurate to a mm-hmm. point. Right. Cause it's still fiction, right. but like, um, 
So storytelling wise, like the costume department and the and the art department, they all have their own yeah. people who are doing their research. But but everyone is so incredibly um, specific and like really on point when it comes to the research because that is so important to us. Like the, we want things that actually happened, people that are were actually real people, and stories that actually could happen. And you know, nothing against Bridgerton for that, but that's not their thing. They're no. they're they're not attaching themselves to being accurate in the it's same way loss. so it's a, it's a different it's a different thing completely mm-hmm. totally yeah, yeah. what um if you really like, had to pick like one person that you want to be on gilded age season three like super badly mm. is it zach or sloan it's yeah it I can mean, be Zach. Both, I want Zach to have I feel it. like both of you should come on as like a very upper class married couple, but maybe like marriage of convenience or something. And that, um, that's literally our life plan. I have I'm I'm married to a man, but as soon as my husband is dead and I come into my inheritance, I'm going to marry Zach and we're gonna live yeah. together and in, in a gilded age mansion. Yeah. yeah, and maybe like one of you has oodles of money and the other just kind of oh. lives off. You know, that's of, me, of that yeah. And you, yeah. And you just like do whatever you want and go to all the parties. I will leave that my story family. Involved, we're ready. I I took an act. I took one semester of acting in community college, so I'm ready. <laughs> and you know about my improv awards, so I did. I, just <laughs> I wasn't even trying to angle it, and like I did win best improv in seventh grade. So <laughs> are we gonna have you both like? Set. You could both like pull a Turner and you know start as servants, and then and then you know try to fuck your way up to the top. I will. Do I get to? F- do I got to fuck Morgan? <laughs> well, you know, we'll we'll have to see. We'll see, we'll have to see what happens. Onset, offset, whatever he whatever he wants is totally fine with me. Maybe not my <laughs> husband, but although my husband and Morgan do look very similar, so I think I he'd be okay with it. I think that, yeah. and I know you. We, I we still haven't. You haven't. We haven't completed the other question. But do what did what was it like hearing Sloan and I hate? the clock storyline and then all of a sudden just like love the clock storyline okay i have to tell you this is like a source of uh it's just uh, my, my partner and i talk about it a lot because mm-hmm. he and other people kind of really hate the clock stuff and want it to go away mm-hmm. i i took it under my wing this season oh it's no my, <laughs> it's one of like my things i was you know me and ben who plays jack we went to this clock uh, clock making class oh. and, and we like literally like sat next to each other and took a watch apart and learned how it worked and like really nerded out all over this well, we love so it now sweet yeah we're like i know so invested. in the beginning so in the beginning when i was into the first few episodes i was like oh come on fuck off like this is this is gonna go somewhere yeah but i and, and i'm like just wait but then I was also in the back of my mind really worried that it was never going to get there. And, and No, it got it got like there. It. Ben is so good. Like, so he's, so he's so freaking good. cute and good that I I want him to. Bannister. I want him to be the most successful person on the show now. Like, yeah. I love him. Those so I'm sorry. Mean, we should have known. We should have we should no, have trusted the process. I actually think that that's like you. At, like, I think that that's like a testament to like how good you are at doing something. Like you can like take this thing that no one's really like thinking much about. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden it culminates to like this big lovable storyline. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the hope for a lot of it, right? I mean, same thing with Oscar and and Maud beaten. Maud beaten. Maud beaten. Maud beaten. <laughs> my favorite Which line. My ever. favorite new curse word. Uh, <laughs> it's so that's good. So Anytime I ever am feeling, and I'm just, Maud, Maud beaten. beaten. Yeah. Uh, so good. But you know what? That story that had to be um, seeded 
so that so that you wouldn't know where it was going. You know, some people guessed. I think maybe one of you guessed, but I guessed it. I don't. I don't know how. I, I like. I'm very bad at guessing things. So I was actually like, I can't believe I got it right. Yeah, <laughs> I was amazed. I am just like yeah, so yeah. excited to see, to see um, Agnes and Bertha have to plan weddings together. <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun here. Obviously, oh, yeah. we we haven't had a proposal. He can't but, tell us anything. But and just... we haven't had a proposal, and Luke has not told me that. I'm but just all saying. ideas are on the table. All okay. the ideas are on the table. I would love to. Ju- I think. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast, but listen, we got to get Agnes out of the house. (laughs) That's how it's going to happen. We're going to have to, she's going to have to go to the Russells and plan wedding stuff together. One of my favorite things, I think it was on Twitter or whatever earlier, is someone was counting all the times that Agnes got out of the house. I think there was one episode where she left like three times and everybody yeah. freaked out and they were like, what's happening? Yeah, it was, it was big on, it was big on gay Twitter. I remember when they were like, everybody alert. She has left the house multiple times this episode. Like something is afoot. Seeing her yeah. bosom at the opera. Oh, oh my right? God. It was like a Baranski bosom. It is literally something we like have put on, on my, on my wall in my office that has kind of literally a note card for every story and moment and everything there was a one note card that literally just said we need to get agnes out of the house uh, <laughs> we were just just trying to find ways i think there was a whole call with the whole team at one point that was just how do we get agnes out of the house where can she go she's such a hermit but listen when I, when, uh, when agnes gets into stuff like storms into that church in the middle of her uh, sister's wedding <laughs> so funny that was my favorite I just oh my god it was just so good everything you guys did it just was like especially when the season's over and you're like looking back at the storylines and how you felt about them at the beginning and the end and like it's just done very well thank you it's done so subtly and so well and you guys seem like you have like this patience like you're like this will work out you guys just have to like shut up and listen and it just seems like you guys have really good patience and like trust in each other I think that, oh, thank you. But, and I think that that came especially in season two. It's mm-hmm. hard, like season one, and I'm, you know, this is the first show, I, TV show I've ever worked on. And so oh, wow. it's like I was learning as I went also because seasons, you know, sometimes when I'm watching a show, I'll, or I've, I've seen a few seasons, I'll be the first one to go back and say, well, season one was bad. They didn't know what they were doing yet. Or like the show hadn't found itself yet or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, but when you're working on one, you know, you can't see it that way. But, Looking back, of course, season one, we had to build a huge world. We had to introduce so many characters. There was so much, and we didn't know if anyone was going to like it. And so there was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of kind of sitting there, gritting your teeth, not being sure if it's going to work or not. And the actors, of course, are feeling that. And we're all, and so in season two, kind of after after having some success in season one, and then just feeling more confident in the show. That I think that's where that what you're talking about comes from, Zach. Because I don't, I don't know if we would have had that patience and that ability to kind of trust what mm-hmm. we're doing um, if we didn't already know people were into it. And now for season three, it feels like even more so. Now, now it feels like we can just play and oh. are going to come along for the ride. What is I- Bertha? Season three, Bertha is going to be so villain. out of control, like a villain <laughs> era. <laughs> like, okay, we we asked Ashley this, Ashley Atkinson, when she came on, this is fish for the, for the layman. Um, does Bertha hate Gladys? 
That's I our mean, main I mean, question. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I think That's all nice. moms and daughters hate each other to some yeah. degree. Yeah. And I think I mean, Gladys is like the opposite of Bertha. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Bert, Bert, yeah, Bertha just wants her daughter to just have like the slightest bit of ambition to like that's want, what I mean. Wants like a little bit more than to just like just be a lady a spoiled walking around Gen city. Z girl. Yeah. Yeah. And like all Gladys wants is just to not be that, to not yeah. be anything that her mother wants. And so yeah, I think Bertha hates her a little bit. Okay. She, but like, yeah, but she, she resents her for it. She's like, like, you have everything. Yeah, I grew. Up, I had nothing, and I built it all for myself. And now you have absolutely everything, and you don't want it. it yeah, is, oh, I would love to hear that argument. Yeah. Oh yeah, we I would like that. that yeah. yeah, wait, I do. I do want to get back to Zach's question. If you could have any actor, actress, whatever in the world in season three, who would you want, and why? Well, I feel like I feel like we have to not have to, but I love that we stick with Broadway royalty. And mm-hmm. it feels it feels like the place to go. And I just, patty? I just think <laughs> I think if at one point I was about, I mean you're on it. I was like, at some point I feel like the show should like go down to a whorehouse in like the Lower East Side or in the Bowery. And like the mama of the whorehouse has got to be Patty LaPone. That would be have you ever did you ever watch Penny <laughs> Dreadful? Because Patty LuPone on Penny Dreadful is oh, right. she's so like, does she chew the scenery? Of course, she's Patty Lupone. Is it flawless and gorgeous? Of course, also, yes. But it, it she's so good. She would, I don't know how you have that many actors of this caliber on one show. It's like, do do they feel comfortable around each other? Or is it like, is it a mother off all, all day long? Oh, no, everyone loves each other so much. It's so cute. Oh, my God. You that's can tell. so sweet. I mean, I Bertha does want her son to sleep with prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be that could be done that storyline although and now I, he's trying to boo up no no it could happen and i also think like patty would be the first person to say that like she should play a whore yeah, yeah. I, I like that absolutely oh, she'd love right. that she would love she would that. love that and maybe she yeah. sings maybe she doesn't i don't know but hey it's a possibility uh, there better be a piano in that whorehouse is all <laughs> i can say okay i'll play the i i will play not play the piano i will be the piano that patty can play on yes that's how serious i am about getting this whorehouse that's such line. a good answer okay and why can't julian fellows give us a sex scene like a like not just a hand on top of a skirt which fed us all for months but like can oh. we get a scene he doesn't know what sex is Okay, can you ta- can you show him? Can you explain it? Because like, I think that's the funny something. thing about no, but the fu- watching Downton Abbey where there's no sex scenes at all. I mean, no, it is nice. It is pleasant for once. But it's like <laughs> there are like little like suggestive scenes. But then, and that, but that was like PBS in the United States. So it's yeah. like, right. and that suited it. But it's almost like okay, baby, you're on HBO now. You can show some dick. Well, you know, a season in season one, there was, you know, they went into the bed and the camera panned to the mirror. That's and then we true. saw John Adams and Oscar sitting in bed shirtless. So that's true. Suggestions you did give us something. Made. For some reason, in season two, something. we decided to just not go there at all. You know what, though? It's fine. So because sad. Like, it <laughs> kind of gives us what the time period would would be about. Like... <clears throat> Like we were, but George so, and Bertha are so horny for each but other. We were so horny from seeing them just touch each other. And it's true. The it's so romantic. It's, well, especially, and this is the fun thing about period accuracy in shows, right? Is that public displays of affection 
in that time period, like did not happen. Mm-hmm. And if they did, it was scandalous. And mm-hmm. so, and so the fun that is, that is right. I think like seeing, seeing someone show a shoulder or like touch Ooh. fingers, like, you know, when Ada and the Reverend touched fingers in the, when they were sitting in the drawing room, like that, that has electricity when, when it's the show's being accurate to the time period, but you know, it also was accurate in a time period that in private people fucked, you know? Yeah, they sure did. And I'd love <laughs> to see some of that fucking yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, the I'm, people, I'm the people I'm on, I, I, I feel like I am part of my duty now as a lover of Gilded Age. I have to go on the Facebook groups and monitor what people are saying. So I'm like looking at like what the crazy boomers are talking about. I shouldn't call them your fans crazy boomers, but the fate, the, <laughs> we the love Gilded the boomers. We love the boomers, but the Gilded Age Facebook groups, and there's many of them. There's like multiple Facebook groups. These people are so crazy in there. And there's two camps. I guess Zach and I are kind of like this, where one camp is like, it's HBO, show us a dick. And then the other half is like, never. They were chased back then. They would never have shown. Like, So I guess I get it. But I do love the scenes where- I think that Harry Richardson would do a nude scene. Oh, yeah. 100%. Hundred yeah. percent, and I think that we could convince him to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so what we can do. I think when Julian's maybe out sick for a week, maybe you could just sneak get that in there. In there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just, you know, borrow his computer. Tell him yeah. I just need to like clean up your inbox. Quick little you know, thing. Really nice Morgan gets on set. He's like, "Where, Morgan where are my costumes for today?" Yeah. And they're yeah. like, "There are none today, Morgan." <laughs> This is a different kind of day for you, buddy. Just oh, but if you could wear a top hat, I would like that. Mm, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that'd be what's hot. Your, do you love like what's your? Do you like to be in Newport? Do you like Newport? I love Newport. Um, we get to be there in the off seasons, which is nice. You do um, well. We're never there in the summer because it would be impossible oh, to be there. It would be uh, physically because impossible. Newport is insane in the summer. It's impossible it's to insane. live in Newport in the summer. Yeah, oh my God. Um, but no, I love it there. It's it's one for one. The food is incredible. It's so um, good. I have like favorite restaurants now, and and every time I know the dates of when we're shooting in Newport, I just go make a bunch of reservations. Uh, okay, well, make them for three, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're coming. We have to meet up there. Um, but also, you know, we get to go. We get to go into all of these amazing houses and not just take the the tour that's that's offered for you know for whatever you pay for it, but they're so happy to have us there because it's it's a lot of publicity for Newport. Oh, so the, they show us all the rooms that are not on the tour. Uh, we get to go down to the deep basements where there's like coal mines and uh, and and crazy uh, stuff. And like when we're shooting at the Elms, that you know, for lunch, I just get to go like wander the grounds and you know, maybe maybe go and take my sandwich next to this beautiful statue in the garden. The Elms are my is my favorite house. So I, I like being from here. You grow up like going to these mansions on every field trip. Your yeah. parents take you there every summer. You go there as an adult at Christmas time, and it's just like and you hear all the stories about the people who lived there and what happened there. But it's always like very like separated. Yeah. So to see it actually happening on screen is so crazy. And for the people who live, like my aunt is on the Newport Historical Society and she, this is like oh. her porn. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is yeah. like, por- she is like loaded, like locked this in. Is, this is porn to a lot of us, I That's, think. Yeah, you're right. Well, there were, two, there were two crazy, like surreal moments. I remember in season, I think one was season one, was season two. Well, in season one, we shot the the Gladys' ball, you know, the, the, at the mm-hmm. end of the season. We shot it at the Breakers 
Oh, cool. I was going to ask you, how come you don't like do breakers stuff? Well, we do a lot of smaller rooms at the breakers. Okay. Um, but I think it's, I can't remember why. Well, one is because we, we, we made the ballroom there, Bertha's ballroom, and we just haven't gone back to that ballroom again. But, um, but I just, I just remember looking around, we were shooting this scene with, we had a hundred extras dancing in the actual ballroom of the Vanderbilts. And it just, it's felt suddenly like we're, we're recreating something that actually happened here. And it probably looked a lot like this. And that was a, that was a moment of just feeling like, Oh my God. Look. You just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. me too. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's really like, you're just making such an amazing piece of art and you're mm. kind of stepping back in time. Yeah. So that's that was so the cool. in that way. And then the other thing that happened over in Newport was I was, I was with Donna Murphy uh, at her trailer, helping her run lines, which I, I love Donna Murphy. And we just hang out and, and she's so cute. She's the best. And we were sitting there like on just outside of her trailer on little, on little, you know, picnic chairs reading. And then we looked over and realized that we were, we were right across the street was Mrs. Astor's house, Beechwood. Oh, wow. And so we were sitting across the street from Mrs. Astor's actual house, reading lines with Mrs. Astor. Someone lives That's there. So I think. cool. Yeah, it, someone it, is renovating a lot of it, yeah. and landscaping, oh. and it's it's yeah. It's oh no! Point of contention. Oh, no. oh no! That's terrible. I know some Ugh. people live in them, but then others are like given to the historical society. Yeah, we we mostly only shoot in the ones that the preservation society or the historical society yeah, that they own because we can work with them. That's nice. What um is your zodiac sign? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Taurus. Oh, okay. That's one of my favorite signs. Me too. I usually, yeah, I do love a Taurus. I'm on the cusp, actually. I'm I'm an Aries and Taurus, but I mean, I'm a I'm a Taurus, but I've got a lot of Aries in me too. I sense that. It's always at war. Yeah, my son's an Aries. He's a cusp Pisces Aries. We call him a Sour Patch Kid. Oh, he's he's literally like the the meanest person and the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. He's very cruel to me. He's six. (laughs) And he actually he's watched Little Gilded Age with me just because when he wants to stay up late, I'll be like, okay, but we have to watch Gilded Age. And he's actually like, I mean, there's nothing he really can't see on Gilded Age, but. It's not exactly a six-year-old's favorite show, but he he's hung in there. He he kind of asked me a couple of questions, and he really likes the costumes. I got the oh, Gilded Age calendar from HBO. They were like, "Please leave me alone," and they sent me a calendar. I know, and Ashley was up. No one has a. I, think I don't I'm have like a the calendar. Only person. I, didn't know there I know. Was a calendar. Apparently, I'm like <laughs> the only person that has the Gilded Age calendar. Well, so my son like was looking through it, and he was picking out his favorite dresses. So I do have oh. a hope that he's sweet, and also maybe like a little gay, which would be amazing for me. Mm. I no, really hope. Was there any so like good. white powder inside of this calendar that uh, was sent to you? <laughs> there was. There was actually some white powder. If it was, it was it anthrax or cocaine? Because either way, I snorted it. And <laughs> I lived to I lived to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, the I don't know how I like. They failed. They they were literally like, please leave us alone. We're making you the special edition calendar and it's going to kill you. <laughs> they, I, I don't know who runs a social media account, but I do owe them an apology for how much I've tagged them. They're probably like, please stop. Please. <laughs> I um, give up. Do you get Gilded Age swag? Um, you know, I, I, I only get the stuff that they give everyone. So I've got I've got a water bottle. I've Ooh. got um I, oh, I have a great rain jacket we got for last season. Oh, I like it a lot. <clears throat> yeah, like a big. Like I've a got like a jacket. leather bag, 
and a bunch of t-shirts. Love that. Yeah, how was yeah. um how how did your t-shirt fit? Your Bertha t-shirt. Oh my god, it's perfect. Oh, I should have worn it. No, but it's the fit is so good, y'all. I'm I love so happy shirts. to hear tell, that. Tell everyone out there, the fit is like it's you hear that, guys? MummyDearestPodcast.com. We are selling HBO t-shirts <laughs> until they send me a cease and desist. I will continue to sell them. It's like, I would think that they would be like, it's free I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't know why they would care. Oh, yeah. it's. I would be very surprised. But then I would also I, take a badge of honor. Yeah. Oh my God. That would, I would literally like display that email on the web, on my website and be like, you guys, I'm so sorry. I can't, <laughs> I got a I can't and do this. Letter. I once got a season desist letter from Jeremy Piven. And, Shut the uh, fuck up. One of the greatest moments of my life. What did he <laughs> tell you to you, stop doing? What were you doing? I was working. So there was this moment when Jeremy Piven was in a play in New York mm-hmm. called Speed the Plow. And he left it early for reasons unknown, mm. but he complained of mercury poisoning was the reason. And when everyone asked him, well, how did you get mercury poisoning? He said it's because he ate sushi every day for every meal for a week, because that's the only way you can get mercury poisoning eating sushi. And obviously, we made fun of that in a show. And uh, and yeah, he was mad about it. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I feel like I remember hearing about Jeremy Piven having mercury poisoning. Was this like a thing that was known? Yeah, it was like in the, you know, because he like left a high profile show. Okay. Like, like right in the middle of the run. What a weirdo. I know. Oh my God. Yeah, he had, he had previous she... engagement. Yeah, it sounds like it. That is so funny. I mean, that would be such a bad, I, I'm hoping. Excuse. So weird. But like, but as you know, Zach, as a liar, it's the best thing to do is make up the most outlandish thing because exactly. they question you because they're like, surely you wouldn't make like, up what? mercury poisoning. <laughs> like, how do you contract? That's so crazy. I know. I'm hoping to collect a cease and desist from Carrie, from Morgan, <laughs> eventually you, just like yeah. everyone at HBO is like, this girl's banned. Like, don't, don't. Has anybody, with her. has anybody like texted you and said, hey, there's this podcast that like won't leave us alone. Can you handle it, please? That's why Luke is here. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, every single one of them actually, and my and my point of being here, yeah, is to end this for good. Yeah, yeah. You're okay, like on behalf of the time. cast of the Gilded Age. We invite you to no longer communicate with us. <laughs> please stop watching our show. We don't need your support, and you guys annoy the shit out of all of us. You're gonna. Find, I do. You're gonna I find like that comes out your hbo doesn't work and uh, yeah like my subscriptions canceled and like that's weird (laughs) my the the night of the finale our h my husband has this like projector screen in our room it's like this it's a big problem in our relationship but we have this like we have this weird it's like a movie theater it's like a a drive-in in our room it's it's a thing i'll send you a picture it's quite something anyway it's connected to this like projector thing and for some reason, the box wasn't like working. And I was like running around the room, like screaming. I'm like, <laughs> like I was in a full blown panic. And he was like, honey, it's, it, it's just a show. Like you'll be okay. I'm like, no, I won't because Zach's about to text me when it ends. And he's, I, I was like, you, I like, I can't be delayed. It was, we got there. I watched it. It's okay. But so you guys don't like watch sometimes. at the same time. Do you literally like a little watch party? 
We, we like tech- Well, I put my phone on do not disturb and I will not look at it until the episode is over. Like I am locked in until it's we, over. We watch it twice. We watch it just yes. to watch it and enjoy it. And then we watch it again to take notes. So like we're very crazy about the show. Like, and then I'm telling you, I don't like, know I will why. Watch we're it. I will watch it again, like multiple times before the next season comes out. Mm-hmm. And you're going back and doing season one, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We, we promise people that hell we will. Yeah. I I cannot I can't it will be my I think fourth or fifth time watching and I'm dragging it's like what what is wrong somebody don't know what is wrong with us we like can't get enough of the show I've been I've experienced this with Downton Abbey before like I'm a huge Downton Abbey obsessed weirdo so like I've experienced this level of fandom I just didn't Mm -hmm. know it would happen again I didn't know that I would be given I would be given another show to have this (laughs) obsession with I've many never had more, this. Many more. Leave it anything you're anything you're attached to from now on, Luke. I will. I'll probably have this level of obsession. Tonight. Yes, truly. Great. Yes. So, I, I mean, we're not going to like hold you hostage here. <laughs> we will. Is there, <laughs> is there anything that you would like to be known? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to tell us secretly, publicly? Anything? Hmm. Well, I don't have anything to promote because I'm only working on this right now. That's <laughs> I mean, enough. That is enough. This, that is enough. You're this. giving us. Well, you know, watch watch the third season when it comes. And I have no idea when it'll come, but it will. And I'm hoping you will get it. Fi- I'm going to put this out. I'm hoping that you guys will get it filmed over the spring and summer. And it'll wrap. And then we'll get it for next holiday season. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be so good. I think like a nice little every holiday we get a Gilded Age season. Yeah, and just let and us then, know what dates then, you need us on set and we'll be there. Like whatever whatever Morgan needs. I live very close. You don't have to pay for transportation. No, but seriously, Zach, when I'm in Newport, obviously we, we, we'll we have to see each other. I will and drop something. You should come. You should come. Come to I Newport. Loan is in. Come, come to Newport. And I just need to... Yeah, I'm just excited. I can't wait to hear Carrie Coon say some whatever iconic lines we're going to get next season, whether it's about the Palazzo Borghese or anything. I don't Palazzo stop. S- I don't. Anything I point to, I say that in my head. Oh, I yeah, literally yeah, will yeah, walk absolutely. into a family's residence and say, is that from the Palazzo Borghese? <laughs> <laughs> is Karen's I, voice like that all the time? Um, well, th- all, all the time when she's uh, on set. Bertha. basically. Yeah. <laughs> But Does she, she love she it's like uh, hand she... sanitizer? I'm like, is that from the Palazzo Borghese? <laughs> it's like every time I walk in a room, I say, another inch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my too. favorite things is when she says something like, come and show me what you think you've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. I really like the, I, we keep saying we're gonna let you go, and then we don't, but like right. I I truly do channel Bertha for 2024 like I want to be more like that woman because I do think she's actually such a good role model for girls <laughs> not yeah. maybe some of the stuff she's going to do season three I'm assuming but <laughs> just to stand up for yourself and to be proud of who you are and what you want to accomplish and stand yeah. firmly in that is so inspiring I agree like I I'm, think she's just so really fantastic good role I think you just honestly do have really good role models on this you show do. and I know that sounds silly like even like the, even the, the 
the robber baron is like someone that you he's like very sweet and sensitive to his wife and his family the yes. anti-jewish robber baron yeah picked up. <laughs> can right. we discuss very quickly before we go can we discuss um, we haven't asked you any horny questions that's yeah insane. we need to ask you about Morgan, morgan's muscles like what would this work out? Like that's on a period correct body, but like I, yeah, I you're dropping it. the ball on that one. I will say okay. yeah, no. that was one of those places where it's like, you know what? Fuck history. We're just going to let it we're, go. We're doing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, is but is that, that like, ac- but I'm sorry, but like, is that actually because you guys do do such like a historically accurate show? Is it sort of like, are you like Morgan? Like you can't be like this ripped. Like, do you have to actually tell somebody like you can't look this good? I have a feeling it's like in his contract or something that he, can do whatever he wants. He actually has okay. to look that good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, do you, I what appreciate is he, it. Do you remember what he smells like? I, 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 I think there's like a must, must to it, you know, and yeah. maybe like a little, maybe like a <laughs> little, we know like a little leathery, but also kind of like, like a gardener. <gasps> oh my God. I just, I just snotted. I literally just snotted. That outdoor man smell is like like a grandpa after golf. That's my favorite smell. Maybe he snuck a smoke like in the garage before he came in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you, and we will, I promise you, this is my last question. Can you tell me what Carrie Coon smells like? You know, Carrie Coon is, she runs around so fast and it's like a little sprite that I have never gotten close enough to know. I think wow. it's like a gardenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Or me. like, this is a compliment because I feel like she's just got like really good mom energy. I feel like she smells like the bottom of like a purse where it's like trident and lipstick. like a lipstick and, and like, like a, a little comb. bit of like fresh, like unused diaper. Yes, oh, yeah, but that's like such a, a good smell. It's a yeah. powdery, mint, like a powdery minty. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, if Carrie ever listens to this, she's going to be like, this girl just said I smell like the bottom <laughs> But I mean it with like the most love in my heart. Like that's the most comforting smell to me. Like I have a vintage like Cole Haan bag for my mom and from the 80s and I just like sniff it sometimes. So I'm like, yeah. it's so nostalgic and smells so comforting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Well, we didn't really ask you that many horny questions. We You escaped. You escaped this time. You honestly were so good. Like you're a very good podcaster. Oh, thank you. You are like I heard you on the pod on the Gilded Age like official podcast, and it was so like smooth and well done. You're you've now been on the official podcast and the unofficial podcast of the Gilded Age. I know. <laughs> I feel, really? feel well rounded in every way. Really? Yeah. Um, um, okay. Where can people find you, and where do you want them to find you? Sure, I'm on Instagram as Luke It Over, and. That's pretty much the place to find me. Uh, I also have a website. It's luke-harlan.com. H-A-R-L-A-N is how you spell my last name. And you can see stuff I've done on there. And, and stuff Are you on there. IMDb? I am on IMDb. Yes. You can also look at me there. Yeah, do that. You can find us at mommydearestpodcast.com. And that's it. That's it. it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, so you can. made it really easy for you guys to just go to our website. So we don't I have did. to like, say all these crazy things. And I work really merch. hard on that. And yes, buy, buy merch. How can I get merch to all the cast members? I want to send stuff for everybody. Can I just send hmm. it to you when you guys start shooting? Let's just you know, make it I rain. Tell, I know you keep trying to get me to reveal information, but I can't tell you anything. But send okay. it my way and, and it could happen. I'm going to okay. put on like a little delivery man outfit and show up with a box of t-shirts. 
<laughs> You're never going to get rid of us, Luke. This is it. <laughs> we right, just like thank to you, you. Luke, oh. you literally have been so good. Thank you for answering all oh. of our questions that you're legally allowed to answer. This is the best. Thank you. I had such a good time. Oh my God. You're going to you come so back. Much. You're going to come back many more times, please. This is it. You're a friend of the pod now. This is it. Good. Have fun with season <laughs> one. Bye. Oh, we will. Trust me. Thank you so much, Luke. We're going to let you go and uh, have a great night. All right. You too. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Is that all I'm good for? Running around with a blanket to put out the fires? Trying to make sure Larry stays out of trouble. Making sure Gladys meets the right people. I cover all your backs, but who's covering mine?